What if it all goes wrong? What if I try my best and it doesn't work? What if my best isn't good enough? What if I'm rejected? What if I'm laughed at? What if I fail? Hi everyone, welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. My name is Heather Gray and I'm a mindset and performance coach over at choosetohaveitall.com and today we're digging in and diving in deep into the fear of failure, why it keeps us frozen and stuck, what we need to be able to do to move and how do we get past it so that we control the fear and the fear doesn't control us. It's going to be a good conversation. I hope you stay tuned and I can't wait to find out what happens next. Let's get started. The first thing we want to do is understand fear so that we stop creating stories about it. Here's the deal. Our bodies are biologically wired to the fight or flight response Anytime something new crosses our path, anytime we're going outside our comfort zones, anytime we're taking a chance, trying a new thing, taking a risk, daring greatly, our bodies are hardwired to go into that fight or flight response. Our bodies tell us there's something to be afraid of. And all we have to do is understand that biological response so that we can control it and it can stop controlling us. Because here's the thing, once we feel, feel the fear, we can move past it. Try saying that once <laughs> three times fast, right? Feel the fear, feel the fear. Um, but that's what we have to do. We have to acknowledge the fear, accept that it's going to be there. But we don't change our behavior simply because of its existence. And that's where so many people go wrong. They feel that fear. And then they sit in it and they sit and they spin and they give that fear oxygen and they give it energy and they start to collect all of the reasons why there really is something to be afraid of with this new idea, this new chance, this risk, their new goal, fill in the blank on this guys. But whatever it is, they use that fear as an excuse to not move and that fear starts to control them. The way out of that cycle is to recognize that we can't attach a story to the fear. It's going to be there. Anytime we're doing something new, the butterflies are going to kick in. That doesn't mean we stop. We just have to acknowledge them and say, hey, I know you're there. I see you. I've got your, I know you got my back. I know you're trying to like keep me safe and protect me, but I promise you I've got this. When you can look the fear in the face and keep on moving, it stops owning you. And then if you do need to pause because you do feel like there might be a genuine risk that you don't think you're going to be able to come back from, that you don't think you're going to be able to bounce back from, then you can stop and look at what your body's telling you, examine the risk, but then choose whether or not you want to continue to move. You want to engage in the process of moving you from the feeling that feels super uncomfortable to getting to a place of resolution. And that's not going to happen if you're continuing to like find and search out the examples for all the reasons to be afraid. The next thing you want to think about 
is that when you keep this process largely internal, you don't get to test the theory. You don't get to challenge just how scary it is. And if you surround yourself with people who are also risk adverse, they're going to just feed more oxygen to your fear. But if you have somebody who believes in you too, who likes your idea, who supports you, you want to gravitate towards that energy. Because one of the best ways to combat fear is to combat it with specific, measurable, and observable proof for why you have nothing to worry about. We can't just kumbaya our way through fear. We have got to go to war. Think about that for a second, and I'm going to see you on the other side. Think about what I just said there for a second. We can't kumbaya our way through fear. We have to go to war. How do we go to war on it? How do we fight it? Because sometimes it really does seem bigger than us, right? There's so many examples of people who really did try their best and it didn't work out. I don't know what the current statistic is on the failure rate for small businesses, but I know it isn't good. But the reality is, is if, you know, if we listen to the memes, if we listen to the like pithy little quotes in the Facebook out in the Facebook news feeds, people will tell you that you have to want something more than you're afraid of it. And that's a favorite quote of mine. And I've been guilty of passing that one around too. But those of us who have taken a real chance, who have really dared greatly, have gone for something big, have put ourselves out there and open to everyone's judgment and opinions, we know it's not that easy. We know that it's not, it's easier said than done. We need a skill set for how do we go to war. So the first thing that I want you to do is armor up. I talked about it just now by saying surround yourself with positive people who believe in you, who believe in your ideas, who see the vision that you have and believe that it's possible. The next thing is, is you need the critical critic. <laughs> you don't need a hater. You don't need a doubter. You don't need a play it safer. But you do need someone who can sit on the outside and say, hey, have you thought about this? And what about that? And you might want to prepare yourself for this. Because sometimes when we get so wrapped around the axle with our new goals, our new dreams, our new ideas, we fail to see obstacles that are going to hit us like a Mack truck. And sometimes if we have that person who has our back, who's going to look for the big picture, we feel safer taking chances. And then we don't feel like we need to look and scan for every single possible risk, every single poor outcome, that we can lean on one person or a few people to have our back, to support us, but have a critical eye for what we're going for. And that means you need to keep that tribe small. You can't have five cooks in your kitchen and still expect a good meal to come out at the end of the day. But the tribe of people that you lean on, that you trust, that you can engage in conversation, and who are not going to allow you to stay still. Because here's the thing. 
If you're not taking action on your dream or your goal or your plan again, fill in the blank here, guys. Whatever it is you're working on you and the fear is keeping you stuck in, that's the thing we're talking about right now. But if you stay still, you have failed. Sit with that for a moment. What are you dreaming about over time, thinking about what ideas have already crossed your mind that because of the fear of failure, of rejection, of it not quite working out, you have failed to take action on? You're already failing yourself. So that brings you to a new choice. Which do I choose? Do I want to fail by playing it safe and being inactive? Or do I risk failure by going for what I want and being willing to see what happens next? If we can manage the fear of failure by owning the choice we have in it, by owning the story, by recognizing that some risks really will be too great to take and we're not going to go for it, but we can own it, we can move on to the next dream. But if we really want it, we have got to choose it, to choose to go after it, even though we're afraid. And there's, there's a path to that. And it doesn't mean you sit in your head. You choose to move. You take a step. And I have a way to do that too. Stay tuned. Make sure you're not leaving your greatest tool in your arsenal at the door as you're managing this. The biggest weapon you have in fighting fear is yourself, your own history, where you've been, the risks you've taken, the times you've dared greatly and it's worked out, the times you just showed up to play and you just nailed it. So often when we're stuck and frozen in fear, the thing we do is we minimize our past experiences. We create reasons for why they didn't count, why they're less of a big deal than whatever it is we're considering or contemplating now. And we get stuck in our heads and in our own way because we create stories about the past rather than using the past to inform what we've got going on now. Look back at a time when you just showed up ready to play and you gave it your all. The time you took the chance, maybe you were spontaneous and you didn't even realize there was something to be scared of. So you just freaking went for it. But think about that because we need two, two tools. Again, there's another one. Say that one two times fast. Two tools. There's two tools we need um, to combat this fear. We need our confidence and we need our confidence. And we usually can't have one without the other. When we nail something and we do a stellar job at it, we get confident. We start to feel really good about ourselves. We get a little boost to our self-esteem if we allow ourselves to accept it and to own our successes. I know that not everybody does that. And then when we put in the hours, the time, the financial investment to learning a new skill, to getting a new talent, 
perfected, to practicing, to showing up. When we improve those things, we're improving our competence and we're getting better at what we do, how we help and how we serve. And together, when we're taking care of our confidence and we're improving our competence, we start to kick fear aside. It's the biggest weapon we have and we usually leave it at the door every single time we're scared. But if you can tune into all of your past experiences, the lessons you learned along the way, the times you wish you sit and regret that you should have shown up and you didn't, use those things to inform what happens next. Because here's some real talk, guys, and I'm gonna be straight with you. There's books upon books upon books on how to manage fear, how to tackle the mindset that comes with risk taking. There's so many things that people can teach you and I am gonna continue to teach you in the coming days and weeks ahead. But before I can do that, before I can teach the skill or the strategy, there's something you need to do. You need to choose to move. You need to make a choice to feel the fear but do it anyway. You have to make a choice for what you want your life to look like, the person you wanna be, and choose to take a step closer to getting there. Because as long as you're sitting still in analysis paralysis, frozen in one spot, you're already failing yourself. And honestly, in that headspace you're in, there's nothing I can do. That's not where I can get you out. My hand can be outstretched and I can help you till the cows come home, but it's not gonna work until you make a choice that even though it's scary, even though you're unsure of what's happening next, you are going to choose to move. That's where it starts, guys. It's, it's in your hands. It truly, truly is. And I want you to think about that. And then while you're at it, stay tuned to tomorrow because then we're tackling what happens if it all goes right. Because if the fear of failure doesn't cripple us, sometimes the fear of success can nip at our toes too. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you wanna continue the conversation, certainly find me over at Facebook in my Facebook group, Choose to Have It All. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow.